In Deuteronomy chapter 7, we read these words in verse 6. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all peoples on the face of the earth to be his people, his treasured possession. What does it mean to be redeemed? We talk about this with our kids, and and I ask this question in confirmation, and I often hear, you know, you redeem a coupon, you redeem a gift certificate, that kind of thing. But when we talk about redemption with Christ, we talk about the fact that he bought us back from that penalty of sin and death, that without him, we would have to pay. And he paid it all, and we do all owe all to him. That's the perfect song to lead us in. In the New Testament, there are three versions of, of, at least, of telling us that we are God's hidden treasure. One is um, that of a hidden treasure in a field, which we're going to explore. One is the story of the pearl of great price, that the man, he finds the pearl and he will give anything for this pearl because he sees just how much value it is, it has, and he goes and he sells everything to, to redeem this. And then there's the story of the lost coin. Now, can the coin get up and find itself or yell, I'm over here? Can it? Have y'all had a coin do that? If you've had money do that in your house, I need to get a different kind of money. Uh, <laughs> but the coin, the coin can't do that. The coin has to be found. That pearl of great price has to be found. That hidden treasure in the field has to be found. In Matthew chapter 13, there's the, the parable of the hidden treasure and the pearl. And in those words of, of that story, we read, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. And when a man found it, he hid it again, and in his joy went and sold all that he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls, and when he finds one of great value, he goes away, sells everything he has, and buys it. What does that look like? in our world. Well, if you were to turn on the television, you might find a couple of shows that would relate to this. One is American Pickers. Anybody like American Pickers? I see a few smiles out there. Yes, skip. All right. Um, American Pickers, they go around the country and they will go to people's houses, to their barns where there is stuff they have had from their great-grandparents in there still, and they will find some item on the shelf that people are going, that cannot be worth anything. And they're, they're negotiating and they're negotiating so they can make a profit and sell it to the person who sees even greater value in it. But often when they're bartering with someone, someone will say, oh, that's, that's just not worth what, much. And, and one of the, I can't think of his name, he's the guy without the beard, but he'll, he'll often step up and he'll say, look, I can't just give you $200 for this. This thing is worth far more. Let me give you five. And he at least has compassion on the person whose treasure he's found. He sees the treasure, he identifies it, and he points it out, and then he negotiates. So he sees the value and junk. 
Another show is um, Palm Stars, and Rick Harrison is famous for um, looking at cars. I, I don't know how that man has all those random facts in his brain, but he does. He has this incredible storage cabinet in his brain about Disney uh, memorabilia, about swords, about letters, about books, rare editions, all these different things, and he sees the value where others don't. One that was kind of fun um, uh, for me growing up was um, the croc hunter, crocodile hunter, you know, Steve Irwin. He'd go up to this big, ugly-looking, wart-covered crocodile, and he'd go, isn't she gorgeous? And I'm sitting here thinking, no, 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 leave, leave that thing alone. <laughs> we talked in kids' mission camp about if we look around the, the world, um, in Romans 1, it tells us that if we just open our eyes, we'll see God in the world around us. And we talked about how, you know, sometimes God has a sense of humor, but there are people who see value in a platypus. Others of us laugh and know that God has a sense of humor. But if we look around, we see all kinds of things. There are artists in our church um, who can take a canvas. Um, I, I have four that, that I can name right off. Trisha Fountain, Cindy Shaw, Tate Boston, uh, Martin Pate, who can look at a canvas and they see this glorious work of art. Now, I look at it and I may come up with something that's okay, but you're not going to, you're not going to pay me to hang this in your home. You will pay them, but they see something of value and it comes out of their heart. One of the, the things that people need more than anything is to be valued. When kids beg us, look, watch, I can do this cartwheel, I promise. Did you see me hit that ball? Look, 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 did you, did, did you see I can hit the golf ball? They want to know they're valued and they're important and that, that they matter and what they're doing with their life matters. Whether it's your children or your spouse, your students, your coworkers, every day we have an opportunity to look at people and tell them that they are valued. At Princeton um, Seminary, they sit on this side of the road, and Princeton University is on this side of the road, and it's two different divisions, and two of the um, professors in the social science department decided they were going to go over to the seminary and invite seminary students to come and lecture either on a parable of Jesus or on the Great Samaritan. And of course, you know, I mean, this looks good on a CV, on, on your resume, for you to say, I lectured at Princeton University, you know. So they go over and they say, okay, we're here to recruit students to come from the seminary school to come over, and there are hands shooting up left and right. Please, let me, let me go, let me go, let me go. So they contract with these students to come over and lecture at Princeton University. And these students, they're like, but it's this afternoon. You got you to like leave straight from this class and go right over because the other class starts in a couple of hours. And they're like, okay, yeah, 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 we'll go. So they go running across the street and they go into the classroom and the class says, did you see him? And they said, see who? The social science department had positioned someone 
to be a beggar, to be hungry, right in their path. Someone hurt and in need of care, right in their path, and they missed them. And it taught the seminary students and the social science students that we have to have our eyes open to see the value in people and not just in what we are doing. There's a story about a Vietnam soldier who was coming home and he called his parents from his hotel in San Francisco and he said, I'm coming home, mom and dad. I have a favor to ask though. I'd like to bring a friend with me. They said, sure, we, we would love to meet your friend. Please bring it. And he said, well, you need to know that my friend needs a place to live. And you need to know he was hurt. And, and he has some limbs that are missing because of his injuries from the war. And, you know, he has nowhere else to go. So I want him to come home with us and, and live with us. And they said, well, we're, we're sorry to hear that, son. But maybe we can, maybe he can come for a night or two. We'll help him find a place. And he said, no, no, no. I, I really think he needs to live with us in our home. And they said, no. Um, yeah, I don't think you know what you're asking. Somebody with that kind of care is going to be a terrible burden. They're going to need a lot of extra attention. And um, I'm just not sure with all that we have going on in our life that we can do that right now. But we are so excited that you are coming home. And the phone went dead. And they didn't hear anything. And they didn't hear anything. And they decided at that point they were going to San Francisco to see what happened. They got to his hotel. It was their son who was missing the limbs. He said, I just needed you to love me. It didn't matter what I'd been through, I just needed you to love me. Lauren Daigle uh, has a song called You Say, and in it, these are the lyrics. It says, I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie tells me I will never measure up. Am I more than just the sum of every high and low? Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know. And these are the words we hear Jesus say when we hear this song, that she's talking to him. You say I'm loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. And you say I am held when I am falling short and when I don't belong. You say I'm yours. This song has swept the country and made a difference in so many populations, but especially in our prison populations. And she has a ministry of, of when she sings this there, of having people there to remind those prisoners of their worth, that they are a hidden treasure, that they have value. God is the finder of lost things. When he has a hundred sheep and 99 are there and one is lost, he goes after that one. When the prodigal son is lost in life and can't find his way, he's right there waiting for him. And when that coin is found, it's because God has gone and found him. 
God gives everything to redeem the lost. And he looks at each and every one of us and he says, you know what? You are a hidden treasure and I love you so much. I'm going to give my son to redeem you. You are a hidden treasure and I'm going to love you so much that I'm going to allow him to be crucified spit on, tortured, put to death, shamed, all because I need for you to know you have value and worth. You see, in the, in the grand scheme of things, God will give the whole estate to get you. You are a pearl of great price. And yet, we often find ourselves saying we're not enough. I know a new school year is coming up and it's hard to make transitions to middle school and high school and sometimes it's hard for teachers to make transitions to a new school or a new position. Maybe you're making a total career change and going from a field you've been in to a brand new field and you are um, later in your years. God is there and he is waiting to redeem you and that experience and to remind you that you are enough and you are loved and you matter and you are a hidden treasure. And it's because he paid it all. Scripture tells us that by grace we are saved through faith that that faith is the gift of God and that we can't boast. And that's exactly right. God comes and he works in our lives and he opens up our hearts to him. And when we throw open our arms and we embrace him and we say, please take me home, he's there and he says, come home, child. I'm not only bringing it home, I'm throwing a party for you. You matter. I don't know what you're facing this week. I don't know what you're experiencing, but you matter. I have a friend who is, um, she is starting a church plant with her husband, and they have a routine that they go about every day, and she happened to have a day she didn't have a lot on her calendar that morning, but she liked to stick to her routine. And she and her children had been going through one of her favorite childhood book series. And um, she had, the oldest one had snuck and read ahead two chapters in the book and was just in tears and came in holding the book. And she said, oh no, you've read ahead. And she said, and I can't read the next chapter without you because I just don't know what's going to happen. Y'all, this is Harry Potter, I'm telling you. And and she stopped and she said, which is more important, that I stick to my routine or I take this moment with my child for them to discover something about life and death and the bond between a parent and a child? And so she stopped and they spent about an hour just reading and going through and then they talked about issues of life and death. And they talked about God's love for us and how God is there for us all throughout life so we can live abundantly. And how he is waiting for us to live with him forever when we leave this earth and this temporary shell that we occupy. She said, I wouldn't trade that morning for 
anything. Who needs to know they're a hidden treasure? Do we walk by people who need to know? Do we overlook them in the busyness of our to-do list? I'm sure I do it every day. As I prepared for this sermon, it was a good reminder for me to do better and to start looking with the eyes of God. Because as Romans 1 tells us, when we look around, we see God. And when God looks around, he tells us, there are hidden treasures all among you, and you are one of those. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we are so grateful that we matter to you, that you would take the time to even care for us, even take a moment for us, but to know that you sent your son Jesus, that he would give himself so that we would know your love is just amazing. We are grateful for this table before us, the table of grace. We know that on that night when he sat with his disciples, he broke bread with them and he told them of how he would be broken, how his body would be broken and he took the bread and he told them to take and eat of it, that it was symbolic of his sacrifice for us. And he took the cup and he gave thanks to you as well. And he wanted them to remember that his blood would be spilled for us. God, when we feel like we're not enough, we need to remember what your son has done. To remember that you see value in each and every one of us. As we come to this table today, pour out your spirit, not only on the elements on this table, but on each one of us, that we might see ourselves the way you see us and see others the way you see us. Perhaps in this crazy world, where people are being harmed just through a shopping trip or a night out, we might begin to make a difference with each person that we remind. You're a hidden treasure. I know because my God tells me so. So as we come, open our hearts to you and open our eyes to the world around us. It's in your name we pray. Amen.